one of your tracks was um it was just interesting i forgot the name of the track but it was like you were singing kind of fast and i was like oh wow and i was like he has a little melody and he has a, like a your lyrical content is is pretty decent too are you Thank um you. are you writing a lot of your stuff too yeah like i write 90 percent of like for sad boy most of my stuff honestly california that album i wrote the whole thing um and then like with this like you know producers help me but there i there were no like writers on this project specifically you know um there were some friends like like creative directors people who work on my team that's like if i'm in the studio and they have an idea that's cool but i didn't work with like a songwriter i typically like i'm open to it i would love to do it more i have in the past but like um for a sad boy it was mostly me yeah and i saw that you had did a dance video for two hours in dubai no no not two hours in dubai well, you took dance. two hours to film it. Took two hours to film it, and then I topped on a flight to go to Calcutta, India, um, oh, okay. for some work. But yeah, so it was one of those weird situations where, like, we had planned to, we had, we were scheduling the shoot for that week, and then I got a call to go to India to do some work out there. So I was like, hey, we got to move this up, and I was supposed to have one last rehearsal before we shot, so we ended up using a rehearsal day to shoot the video. And I was already kind of nervous because I haven't danced really in a video or even like danced real choreography in some years now. Like I feel like as a as a child or as a kid, I did it more. But lately, I haven't really danced and gotten that choreography mindset, which is a different mindset than just like having rhythm in a club or like hitting a one, two and two step. You know, like when you think of dance, dance is an art itself. And there's an art form. There's certain ways you have to move your body. And I work with a great choreographer, Cherry. Shout out her who kind of whipped me in the shade over like a month. And I think it came out great. It came out as, as it should be for the first one. I'm excited to do it again. I just don't know. Yeah, it did. It did. And it was really refreshing to see you being inside of your body like that. Like, I was like, oh, okay. And then I noticed also you take your own photos too. I do. Are you using a professional camera or are you just using your cell phone? I use, both? so I have a point and shoot film oh. camera that I use a lot of times that I like because to me, it's like my perspective of like events and stuff. So I'll take it with me every now and then and I'll shoot something. And then I'm able to like do a dump and it's all from my perspective, which is cool. But, you know, sometimes, I, you know, when it's time to really, you know, like shoot pictures and get that professional touch. I do work with a great team of photographers. Um, shout out Dak, who like shot the cover. Charlie, who like shot a lot of the promotional stuff and early single artwork. But yeah, those two really keep me together. Yeah, because when I was, I was taking you in, like I said before, I didn't get much time because I didn't even know I was going to join this call. But I was like, you know what? I saw it. And I was like, no, 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 no. I got to talk to him. I, because I, 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 <laughs> I, was like, I was like, we have to talk to him. Because it was like, you know, you're like with everybody. I feel like every record label wants or needs someone like you. It's like you're in the same vein, in my opinion, as like the greats. Like, you know, like I said before, Casey Veggies, you know, like Tyler the Great, even like, even like on a Pharrell, like, you know, you're in the infant stages of it, but you can Thank tell you. you're like in that energy. And it's like, that's refreshing to see because right now it's all about skeleton crew, like small mm -hmm. shop, doing it in-house. And I think that you're smart for doing it because you own the own rights to your music. You own, you know what I'm saying? You get right. a percentage of your publishing and now you have a percentage of your artwork, which I think exactly. is phenomenal. And then when you're ready for merchandising, just let us know because we do merchandise. Right. <laughs> that's good to know. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I think that's like a good point. I think that's something that we, like everybody on my team identify. But I think surprisingly, like, I think surprisingly, and I don't know if this is candid to say, but I'm going to say, I think surprisingly, like, a lot of labels are threatened by that. I think a lot of labels see that and they look at it as, like, someone, at least from my experience and little whispers, things I've been told, but, like, 
they hate that I have a great management team already because they can't bring someone in and kind of like make money in that sense. You know, they hate that like I'm already making these art art stuff. And I and like when you look at it, it's like, you know, it's comparable to like emerging artists that's already signed to labels. So it's like if I go to a label, the conversation that I'm going into them with is a bit different. It's a bit like more research. It's a bit more like me, you know, like trying to get my worth and things like that. And I think that knowing all those things when we have had some of those label conversations and things like that, it's been a very much like first when they hit me up or when they contact us, it's always this like, how much of a team do you already have? What do you need? It's always this like, we don't know if we want to touch it because it's going to come with a cost, you know, or they're already moving. We're not going to be able to do the Hollywood hokey puff, hokey pokey on them, or we're not going to be able to do the quick shuffle on them and just get someone that's green. So it's kind of one of those things where like, we are as a team, we're super open to it. And we know it's something that like, right now we're open to exploring the idea of, but we also know that it has to be on our terms and it has to be like a partnership, a true partnership. And it has to be like mutually beneficial. And I think that a lot of labels don't believe in mutually, mutually beneficial deals. Yeah. And then real quick, I'm, I'm sorry to hog the conversation, but um, what's I can see them being a, a little bit intimidated and someone threatened, like you said, because not only do you own like part of your publishing, you also own, you know, you own your brand. It's not a 360 mm-hmm. deal. You know what I'm saying? So you already know. So it's like you're pushing out this content that's digital, you know, as well as you're pushing out music as well as merchandise, which I can see you doing immediately. Like I can see you coming up with like little capsules that you can wear and rock. Cause I just, I just feel like that's your vibe. It just comes across Thank like that you. to me. That's why I wanted to talk to you. But um, I feel like what's the best way to say it. I feel like right now they're just, they're basically, they're afraid because you know your brand. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know your brand, you understand your brand and you know where your brand is going and you know your greatness. And I think that's the intimidation part about it. And people always uh, try to hide the fact that, you know, you should be humble, but you should be confident and you should know. And I I can hear it in your voice and see it in your uh, just your eye contact. Your um, you get it. And it's not just arrogance. It's just like, you know, your worth and you're honest and you're accessible, which I think is dope. So that's like part of the brand right now is like being real. But let's be honest, like a real music brand is that has their has their tentacles in everything. So you have merchandising, you have your artwork. So when I saw you in that car, I also I went to your your Instagram a little bit and I was like, dang, he's like he's like really going in. Like I can tell that you're playing with colors. You love. um, And you already know the next big thing is like the 70s babies. So it was like I feel like your pictures is all 70s. And I can tell when I was listening to your music that you appreciated people that grew up in the 90s. Mm -hmm. (laughs) so um, <laughs> so I was like, I got to talk to him because I loved it. But um, oh, thank you. yeah, yeah. So I had to speak to you. But yeah, I think that what you're doing is uh, is unbelievable. And I feel like you're really trailblazing. And I feel like Tiana Taylor is like somebody else that were like put in your lane because she Love really her. understands what she's doing. She knows what she's doing. That's what she's like. What mm-hmm. she call herself? Spike T or something? <laughs> yeah, Spike T. Like, yeah, yeah. So it's like for you, I feel like. It's great to see a guy do that. It's like, cause you're not cookie cutter. And it's like, I'm so tired of everybody wearing the same garments, wearing the same stuff. You're mm-hmm. giving me a whole nother swag. Like you said, it's like Miguel, you're in your own lane and you understand that. So I just wanted to give you your, your bouquet. No, I appreciate <laughs> I, I thank you so much. Cause that's super intentional. And I know me and my team, like we work super hard to like, try to like, you know, I, this is a great conversation because I feel like it's allowing me to say a lot of things that we say c- candidly. But like I, when I approach creating things and things like that, as, aside from my music, 
I always play around with the term like anti R&B in a sense where like, I don't want to do the same visuals that R&B singers are typically known for. I don't want to do the same, you know, have the same persona, have the same aura as just like your typical R&B male singer. You know what I'm saying? I think people are a bit tired of that. I think people are like a bit like in today's age, like people want more. People want more to appeal to than just like a ladies man or a player or like this macho machismo persona and things like that. And I think for us, we've always been like, how do we just take this? How do we kind of redefine cool and what it is to be an R&B singer? in this generation and you know like have this like minimal approach but also that feels big you know so like that's something that we play for and I think all the people you mentioned like a Ty like a Tiana Taylor they all understand like they just get what's cool you know you just get what's cool like you don't have to oversell what's already there and it's so interesting too and I'm so sorry I'm having the conversation but yeah one thing for sure is that there is longevity in old school R&B and there's some people mm-hmm. that were trailblazers too like, I feel like the Izzy Brothers, they had yep. the new Bourbon coming out. Like, I like he was on Sherry Shepard's show, right, Amon? Yeah. That was crazy, bro. Like, they was like, they had their little cheetah prints. So I was like, look at them. They, that's fly as hell. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, yeah. So, I, I, and they, remember they did the songs with, like, R. Kelly, which were groundbreaking, telling the story. But, mm-hmm. you know, that, that shit was tight. So, I just wanted to let you know that I picked that up on you real quick. And I only saw, like, one or two visuals. Really, honestly, I just took your your Instagram, man, as many pictures. I think you only had, like, so many on there because you probably mm-hmm. archived some. And so, mm-hmm. I understand what you're doing with that. So you fed me everything I needed to see. So, I got it right away. And I feel like that's the kind of message points and messaging that young people like yourself should have right away. Like, I shouldn't have to try to read. I shouldn't take. It shouldn't take me, like, days to research you to know what you're all about. And I feel like exactly. that's I feel like that's what the regular labels are scared of too, because they can see that you're, you're um that you already know, you already get it. It's like so. Right. I'm sorry to hog up the conversation because I know no, Armand. Cool. He does a lot. Of, Armand does a lot of creative direction with us too, and we do photo shoots. And we and I always tell people, right now it's all about introspection, and it's all about you know what's inside and what's cerebral and what you stand for and how you're gonna enunciate that through imagery. And then it's really not about. Let's be honest. Like anybody can pull from a showroom and get Gucci and Prada and Louis and mm-hmm. this, but who cares? It's what's sexy is somebody like you that can pull some vintage shit off and put it on, and then you just like you get on a new fit, and then you mix it with some stuff, and you might sometimes even have on some Target. I don't know, but I saw that you just had this swag about you that was like breath that was you know refreshing. It was very refreshing because I feel like I feel like right now it's like a sea of sameness, like you said, and like we've dealt with a lot of people like Jacquees. I think that he was he, he's he's got a nice vibe, but it's just great to see somebody that's willing to push themselves out that box and get into that styles game, like just mm-hmm. the style. And style for me is not about wearing labels. It's about being able to put together shit, and make it work. Exactly. And then you and be and for you to be able to produce things. So I, I recommend that if you can, if you can find anybody that help you, like keep that keeps you on track and keeps your whole momentum going with, in terms of like the road that you're on. I feel like, like I said before, the door is open with us if you want to like talk. Thank you. With the merchandise, because I feel like your energy, I had to talk to you. Not Because, you know, Andres has really great uh, yes. uh, roster of clients. <laughs> he has an amazing roster. Yeah, and you guys are so unique, and it's just so hard, because it's like I, it's like we get busy, but I was like, I got to talk to this person. And I appreciate that. No, yeah, there's no ifs and ands, and we have to, and you have to keep giving yourself permission, too, regardless of how you feel. Like, I'm exhausted, whatever, I just got, you know, I'm still on... What is it? L.A. time. <laughs> mm-hmm. And now I'm about to head to Hawaii, but I'm like, you know what? I don't even care.
But no, I definitely wanted to uh, get you on today and um, definitely celebrate you and give, tell us how or how exciting it was to uh, release this new project and what that meant to you. Yeah, no, it was super exciting to finally like be releasing Sad Boy. It's something that like we started working on that I didn't realize it was going to take as long to work on. Originally, we had planned to put it out last fall, but I kind of delayed it because I felt like I just wanted more time to sit with it and kind of like fix some things and fine tune and tweak some things. But yeah, no, I think that now that it's out, I feel like I can breathe. Like I feel like um, this weekend, I had a lot of fun this weekend, you know, being outside, you know, celebrating the album and being out and just having that like air of release, you know, like that pressure off my back. Um, it's been finished for quite some time, but I feel like it's just been, once you're just holding something, it's kind of stifling to like start any other creative project and things like that. So now that it's out, it's real. Like I listen to it back and I'm like, okay, like now I can actually hear it for what it's worth. And it's not this secret thing that I've been working on. So yeah, no, it's been really cool to have it out. I feel like it's been the best well-received project that I have released thus far, which is a testament of the growth and like also me growing in music and also like the, just the, you know, like the steps of all it takes, like one release building on top of another one. So it just feels good to finally have out and have people be receiving it and really like enjoying it. No, absolutely. And I, I feel that. And um, what was the emotional uh, process like or journey just making a project with this much vulnerability? Yeah, I think for me now, I'm kind of used to being this vulnerable and like used to like really peeling back this onion and this layer and like not running away from like how I truly feel about certain things. I feel like when I approach writing music nowadays, I'm always like, all right, how can I make it more vulnerable? Like, that's just the norm. I'm running up towards that. So I think with Sad Boy, it was funny or it was weird because I like this was probably the most fun like project that I ever recorded. I had like the most fun working on this project. Normally, it's like a super strenuous. I'm so much in my head. Like I'm doing all these like I'm fast and I'm like doing all these like spiritual things, taking it so serious. And this was the first time with a project. I was like, all right, I'm just going to like have fun. Like I'm not going to head my thing. I think I'm not going to try to be super saiyan, disciplined. I'm just going to like, you know, like whatever comes, I'm just going to stay present for the most part. And I had so much fun creating this project, probably a bit too much fun to where towards the end, I was like, all right, I got to like finish out these songs. And I'm like, I didn't, maybe I smoked a little too much or maybe I drank a little too much this night. You know what I'm saying? So I had to like peel it back as we started to end. But no, I had a lot of fun creating this project that's called Sad Boy. I was like happy as fuck creating it. So that was a weird, a weird dichotomy to be in. And then like once we finished the project, we started doing like the business and like started to prep it for release. I got kind of sad again because I just hate that part of that phase of it. And then like, yeah, so I think like that's part of what it was. That was like the roller coaster of emotions while working on Sad Boy. Nice. Uh, sounds like, you know, just more so trusting the process. Uh, similar exactly. To, you know, one of your uh, records that I enjoy, which is Life. And uh, just going back to the earlier conversation uh, you and Vaughn were having, um, and you trusting yourself in uh, dancing and being fluid and mm -hmm. having something, you know, a little more structured versus just, you know, moving in the club. And I feel like that was the, it was great to see you in that, you know, that fluidity. Thank and, you, you know, people always say, you know, we are our, our worst, you know, own critics. Critics. And, mm -hmm. and what other people see, we, they don't. Because it was strong. You know what I mean? I didn't Thank even you. know. The dancing and the movement was, uh, you know, sensual and, and, and intentional. It was it was that much more impactful because you paid attention to Thank everything. You. What was it like uh, shooting that video and stepping out of your comfort zone? Yeah, it was, it was such a nerve wracking video to shoot. Um, we shot it downtown LA, I think, in like this parking garage structure that my director Chris Felix um found. Great location. And, uh, 
Yeah, it was a great location. It was weird because like we like probably the week of we pulled the shooter, we didn't have a location yet. And he was like, well, I think I know this location that could be cool. And we all went to it the day, the night of shooting. And he was like, oh, yeah, this is perfect, you know. And um, we kind of just like a lot of the videos that you all saw this year, like Sway Life, we kind of like, like, again, going back to that process of like not taking things too serious. I think the only video that kind of really had a treatment was like Sway and everything else. We just had like rough ideas and we was like, yo, we're just going to pull up. And we're just going to shoot it because we also shot like this short series thing that we was working on. We shot a short series that has like seven episodes to pair with each song off the project that'll come out. Um, I think it'll start coming this summer, like in June, tentatively. Um, so when it came to like doing official music videos, we kind of like did those as an afterthought in a way. And I don't want to say afterthought because it makes it feel like we like didn't think or I don't care. They're out now. You can see them. But we kind of thought them out of like, okay, these are like the B world. Like we have this A world going on that we know we have. We're super intentional with like the short film. We we worked like eight months on it, almost a year on it to get it to production. And with the music videos, it was like, all right, we still have, we're still shooting that. We're still planning this. But these music videos, we got to get in. We got to get out. We got to make them quick. And they have to be cheap. So we kind of just would like pull up in like random locations and just like start shooting and really focus on like composition, color like coloring of things, composition and like feel of things to kind of bring that energy without having to like break the bank for budgets. And I think that that's what's coming so cool. Like I'm super excited about the Sad Boy music video that's coming out Friday because it's like this perfect like cinematic centerpiece. But it's like, as you'll see, it's a very, it's really good and it's very intentional. But we kind of taught ourselves like how that now we're at a place because I work with so many of my collaborators for like years now. We're at a place where we're like, we could just do cool things in a day and it doesn't take a large effort out of us. So that's what's been cool. I think that, that was a tangent, I'm sorry. No, it's cool. Don't worry about it. I think that speaks to, um, you know, just the the intention. And when you set that intention and you know, uh, you know what it is and the storyteller that you are, everything begins to to fall in line. So you know, I think that, that that's awesome. And that's some of the the fruit of this uh, this product that you, that you released. So uh, you. once again, yeah, no worries. Congratulations. And uh, so excited for your the, this new journey. What do you have uh, coming up next other than the series? And shout outs to your team and Andres and for sharing that with us just to uh, kind of step into your world. is literally a series in terms You've of- You've seen it. I, I've seen uh, two of them. One for okay. uh, life and then it goes into sway. It's like telling the story from yes, 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 each, yes. each song. And I think that that's really dope. You can really step into your, to your mind. It matches the- the cinematic uh qualities of your of your sound and your music so you no, I'm know super it, happy. i'm super happy you got an early glimpse of it but yeah no the short series coming out this summer and i'm super excited about it because it's like when we set out on this project i was like very inspired by like quentin tarantino like i'm like a film buff at heart so i was very inspired by like quentin tarantino like comic books even like the name sad boy it's like this superhero thing like this theme thing like so yeah where'd Marvel. you get that name from how'd that come to play Honestly, I don't really remember. Like, I think like, so I remember there was this one show where I did a So Far Sound show and this girl came up to me and she was like, yeah, your performance is really hard to watch because the way you sing about heartbreak is like really painful and all this stuff. And it was like this weird ass backhanded compliment that I didn't know how to really take, but it always stuck with me. It like stuck with me. This is back in like 2019, maybe 2020, maybe 2020, but it always kind of like stuck with me. And then, um... When uh, we got time to make this, I was like, yeah, like we always played around with like you. I make sad music. We always like just kept that. That was always talking. So I was like, yeah, I'm a sad boy. And then my manager kept calling me. And she was like, you want to be a sad boy so bad. I think that kind of like is really where it started. So we just stuck with the word sad boy. And um, 
Yeah. So like having all those films, like comic books and things like that, I really wanted to like create this world and like almost like this cinematic universe to where like you have these official music videos, but now we have this short series. Like, you know how Marvel has like Disney World, but you also can go to the movies. Then you have the comic books. It's like all these things that like you can experience the things in different ways. So that was a big part with Sad Boy. We wanted people to be able to experience it in different ways. So like you can experience it as the project, as just audio. But then you can experience it as the music videos, which is like the dance video for life or like the sway video. You know, like you can experience like the music videos. But then we also want to create a, like a more extensive world where you can like experience how these songs should be experienced and how they like fit in everyday life. So that's something that's coming as the short series coming in summer. Um, I'm working on like a comic book to kind of do another story of Sad Boy. So that's kind of cool. That's something we're working on. Then, of course, we're working on volume two, which which will be out in the fall, which I'm super excited about because some songs that I wanted to save will be on volume two. Would that one be Sadder Boy volume two? <laughs> I haven't decided yet. I think it'll probably just be Sad Boy volume two, but I have thought about like Sadder Boy, like changing the emotion. But I think Sad Boy volume two is probably what it just right now. That's the working title, you know. Right now, Absolutely. that is the that's the title. But yeah, and we have like a fall tour, hopefully, in the um in the fall fall tour to officially take the music on the road, so you can experience that way. So really, just trying to like create these different experiences for my supporters and listeners to like feel the Sad Boy project. Nice. And just before uh, I let you go, we wrap up from Mental Health Month. You've been candid about some of the, you know, mental health challenges or just things that uh, you've experienced. Um, what tools do you use uh, to, you know, overcome those moments of uh, of challenge or what have you overcome? Yeah, um, I think for me, like depression and like anxiety are such real things to me. I think like to be completely honest, we had a summer tour schedule, but I just was like really depressed and like anxious about it all. That I kind of just wanted to like, you know, I was working a lot. I was doing the short series. I was making the music for a lot that I kind of wanted to like just delay it a bit to, you know, get my to get my mind, mental back in a better place. And uh, for me, like my anxiety kind of can sometimes be crippling in a way where like it'll make me not want to do something. It'll make me not feel good about stuff. It plagued me with doubt and things like that. So like trying to work through all that can be a lot. Um, and I think some of the tools I use is like talking about it. You know, like I'm not I don't have a therapist at the moment, but that's something I'm looking for for actively. But I do talk to my friends and like my management team and like my family a lot about the things that I'm going through as much as possible. Just because you never know, like sometimes you talk to people and you feel like you're feeling alone. And nine times out of 10, the person that's beside you or a close friend is feeling similar emotions. And like, you know, you guys talking about it too with each other is helpful. You know, like meditation is something that I like practice daily when I can. And um, I try to do it morning and nightly. So that's super helpful. Like, you know, just being able to breathe through your problems, you know, like that's super helpful. And then like, I think like lastly, just like talking to God, like when you don't have anybody, I'm very spiritual in a sense, like whatever God you believe in, you know, you can just sit there and you can talk to, you know, you can talk to that person and you can get great advice if you just sit and listen and you pray on things and things like that. So like, those are some of my tools that I use to like fight depression and things of that nature. Absolutely. No, thank you for sharing that and uh, being vulnerable. And I think definitely also this project too, you're sharing that in a way where everyone can digest, you know what I mean? So thank yes, you for yes. sharing your story and sharing your music. Thank you, uh, Andres360, and can't wait to, uh, you know, connect again and see the videos that come out and see you on tour. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to get to the tour. That should be fun. And it was a pleasure meeting you and uh, keep in touch and good luck with everything. And congratulations once again on Sad Boy Volume 1.